Welcome to episode 83 of Morning Kickoff, a weekly Vikings football podcast where we cover all news football. I'm your host, Matt Witt, and today we are live on youtube.com slash Matt Witt as well as twitch.tv slash the Matt Witt. You come check us out every Monday and Thursday morning or listen to all the pre-recorded podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. Today we have a fun episode. The Minnesota Vikings have recently promoted Clint Kubiak to the offensive coordinator as well as we're going to be taking a look at how the Vikings can fix this defense after being a bottom three defense in the 2020 season. I hope you all do enjoy listening to this episode. Do you enjoy listening to this podcast? If you don't, that's totally fine. But if you do and would like to help out, there will be a link in the description that will bring you to my merch store. At this store, we sell t-shirts, sweatshirts, and mugs, and all of the profit earned will go towards the production of this podcast. Thank you all, and enjoy the show. The Minnesota Vikings have officially hired Clint Kubiak as the 2021 Minnesota Vikings offensive coordinator. And this was a necessary hire. Now, I've talked about it on the podcast already, but I said this is the only hire that makes sense. Now, is he the best option for the Minnesota Vikings as an offensive coordinator? Is he the most fit for the offensive coordinator position? No. However, we can't change up this Vikings offense. This last season, we saw how, how this Vikings team operates. You establish the run early. Once you establish the run, you use the play-action pass setup to pass. You use that run to set up the pass once you established the run with Dalvin Cook early in the game, and this is what led to a very good Minnesota Vikings offense in the 2020 season. Was it a great offense? No. It was only a good offense, and that's because of the offensive line. Of course, the biggest need this offseason is the offensive guard position. Outside of that, the Vikings offense looked great all around the board. With, of course, the top three running back in the league, Dalvin, uh, Dalvin Cook, wide receiver core with Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, a tight end group with Kyle Rudolph, Irv Smith Jr., and Tyler Conklin, three tight ends there, and Chad Beebe inside the slot, this was a great offense the Minnesota Vikings built around Kirk Cousins. In fact, if we had a good offensive guard, if we were set at least average at the offensive guard position, you would see the potential this Minnesota Vikings offense has. Because the thing about Kirk Cousins, although he's a great passer when he's inside the pocket and he can move with his legs, he just can, he suffers at feeling the blitz is the problem. If he could feel the blitz more, he would be able to move around more. He can't run. He can't throw well on the run. He's not like you know, Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson. He, he can't throw when he's on the run. And it's not, that's not saying a whole lot. I mean, most quarterbacks can't do that. I just named possibly the only three in the NFL that can throw while running full speed. But once again, he does have to stop. So he's a quarterback that you have to give him a lot of, a lot of protection, a quarterback that you have to give him a lot of weapons, which he has. He does have a lot of weapons. We take a look at this Minnesota Vikings offense, the 2020 season, second in total yards in the 2020 season, 14th in passing yards, fifth in rushing, 11th in points scored and 16th in third down completion percentage. So you take a look at this and you look at right now, where do the Minnesota Vikings need to improve? The third down and passing. The reason why the Minnesota Vikings suffered on both third down and passing, these go hand in hand, is because of the offensive guard position. I can pull up every third down that the Minnesota Vikings have had this entire 2020 season, and you will see exactly why our third down completion percentage is so, is so low. Because when it's third and long, you know the Minnesota Vikings are going to pass. And you know once you blitz Kirk Cousins, because it's very easy to get a blitz on Kirk Cousins, once you pressure him, there will be a mistake. And this is why the Minnesota Vikings uh, yards um, through, the, through the air wasn't as good as it should have been, or third down completion percentage wasn't as good as it should have been, was simply because of the offensive line. 
Because when we're in a, a division where we have Khalil Mack, where we have Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, we have Jamie Collins, there is so many linebackers who can blitz on us. Not to mention the fact that they also would blitz uh, Jair Alexander. There was cornerback safety blitz going around as well. We're in a division where they can blitz us with ease with these linebackers. And we don't have a good good guards at all. And if they can fill this role in free agency, you will see the potential this Minnesota Vikings offense has. Well, this raises the question, why did the Vikings have a bad season then? Because they're allowing more points on defense than they are on offense. Because our defense is that bad. And that needs to be the focus. I mean, of course, guard is the primary focus. But outside of that, defense needs to be the focus. Because I think we were averaging about 30 points allowed a game. And the offense was averaging about 27 points scored so again when you look at that that is a very red flag you don't want to be allowing more points than scoring I mean that's how you win games in the end anyways um I I do like how this Minnesota Vikings offense looks and for that reason you don't want an outside hire you want to hire someone who's in your coaching staff like Clint Kubiak who has been under this coaching offense who has been under this offensive scheme for some time now you take a look at his coaching career. He's been with the Minnesota Vikings. I think it's been three years at least. I, three years at least. Of course, when uh, Gary Kubiak was here, he was here this last season when he was offensive coordinator. He was here when Kevin Stefanski was offensive coordinator. And he was also here uh, sometime down the road after he was with Texas A&M as well. So he's been with the Minnesota Vikings for some time now. And he's been under this offense enough to know the playbook, enough to know how Kirk Cousins works. He's been a quarterback coach. He has a good relationship with, with Kirk Cousins. If you saw his press conference when he was hired, it was exactly what you wanted to hear. And this really, I don't get it because... From what I see on social media and everywhere, Minnesota Vikings fans are not very excited with the hire. And I don't understand why. Because this is the best hire that you can have. Yes, there's places, there's more, there's guys out there who are more fit to be an offensive coordinator. I understand. But this is a player who is, or a coach who has been under this coaching staff for some time now and is ready to be the offensive coordinator. He's worked with Kirk Cousins. He's worked with these wide receivers. He's worked with this offense enough to know the offense. We don't want an outside hire coming in to an already established offense. This is an established offense. Whether you saw it last year or whether you wanted to see it last year or not, I mean, we did see it. Whether you wanted to see it last year or not, this is an established offense. And once you establish that run, you set up the pass. And this is how the Vikings have operated. And if we can fit, fit, uh, fix the offensive guard position, you will see the potential this Vikings offense has. I wasn't the biggest fan of Gary Kubiak. I'm going to be honest, and this is Clint Kubiak's son, uh, Gary Kubiak, offensive coordinator last year. Wasn't the biggest fan, and I mean, I I understand I why he would uh, retire, but um, at the same time, I just don't understand not using Kyle Rudolph. This is the only thing that I can really uh, criticize Gary Kubiak about that I hope Clint Kubiak does a better job because Kyle Rudolph has shown throughout every career and. People say Kyle Rudolph took a big decline in 2020, and that is just not the case. It's because he wasn't being utilized in the pass game. They were using him as a blocker every single down. They were not utilizing him in the pass game, and we have seen what he can do when utilized in the pass game. We saw this week three against the Titans when he had that one-handed one, uh, reception, and that's his only touchdown of the whole season. And we saw what he could do this season before that. We saw the potential that Kyle Rudolph has. And I don't know if Kyle Rudolph's going to still be with the team. In fact, I would like him to be traded because of this cap scenario that the Vikings are in. I would like to see Kyle Rudolph be traded and that move, money move to possibly offensive line or defensive line. But once again, if we do have Kyle Rudolph back, I really hope Clint Kubiak can use him some more. And yes, I understand Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson would get less targets this way. 
They wouldn't be getting somewhere around eight receptions a game. But you got to use Kyle Rudolph more because he is one of the best red zone pa- uh, catchers in the NFL. This guy is six foot six. He can catch o- over anybody. And I just don't understand why Gary Kubiak was not utilizing him in that he was only u- using him as a as a blocker. And I'm hoping to see more from Clint Kubiak if Kyle Rudolph is back. But that's the only thing I can really criticize Gary Kubiak about right now is that that I would like to see a difference in his son. So at the same time, the relationship that Clint Kubiak has with Kirk Cousins is already there. We know that they have a good relationship. They've both said it on both sides. And if that's very important, by the way, that is very important. And this could really work if we can get that guard position fixed. We will see the Vikings offense what it can be. And yes, it'll be under Clint Kubiak. I know this Still miss Kevin Stefanski. I miss Kevin Stefanski a lot. But once again, I have high hopes for Clint Kubiak. Let me know what y'all think. Fixing the Minnesota Vikings defense in just five steps. The Minnesota Vikings defense was one of the worst in the NFL. In fact, I would probably put it bottom three in the NFL last year. And yes, it had to do with injuries. And that's the main reason why. We suffered with injury. Anthony Barr only played one game. Daniel Hunter didn't play a snap. Michael Pierce didn't play one snap. Mike Hughes was injured basically the entire season. By the end of the season, Eric Kendricks missed the last five games. The only two pieces we have on defense, not to mention the fact that our entire secondary was rookies. And cornerbacks is one of that position where when you have them as a rookie, you don't expect them to make an immediate impact. So this is not a video where I'm saying that Cameron Dantzler is a bad player or Jeff Gladney is a bad player. I'm just saying they were rookies, okay? They... We're not very good, but once again, they're rookies. They were good for rookies. They were acceptable for rookies. I mean, Cameron Dancer was <laughs> he was a hit in the third round. I was very excited what I saw from Cameron Dancer. But once again, this Vikings def- defense was awful. The only two pieces we had was Eric Wilson and Harrison Smith. Those are the only two pieces that we got to see in 2020 because the entire defensive line, we were dead last in rushing the passer. One of the worst against the run. When Eric Kendricks was out, we were the worst against the run. This was the game where they allowed, I think it was seven rushing touchdowns to the Saints. They allowed over 100 yards on the ground to the Bears. I mean, when Eric Kendricks was not out there, we were allowing way too many big runs. And Eric Kendricks... We need Eric Hendricks. I didn't realize how much he really meant to this team. Now, we I knew Eric Hendricks was a top, uh, top three inside linebacker in the NFL, but I did not realize how much he really did. When he got injured, we got to see how much we need Eric Hendricks out there. And we got these other guys playing, Hardy Nickerson and Todd Davis. and these Todd Davis did pretty well. And then we also saw our rookie, Troy Dye. He played okay. But once again, Eric Hendricks is one of the best maybe the best inside linebacker in coverage in the NFL. The Minnesota Vikings defense was 27th in 2020. So I wouldn't say, so I guess that's, is that bottom five? Yeah, that's bottom five. I'm pretty sure that is. But anyways, the Vikings offense did okay. Now the Vikings offense, they do get a lot of hate because of Kirk Cousins because he does throw quite a quite a big amount of interceptions. Now when you look at the interceptions though, you have to cut him some slack. A lot of them are on Hail Marys and caused by the receivers, but once again, he's thrown some bad interceptions. Anyways, the Vikings offense does get a lot of hate, but this Vikings defense is averaging 30 points allowed a game. I mean, the Vikings offense is doing very well. They're getting 27 points a game. That's that's reasonable. That's like a Super Bowl offense right there if you're getting 27 points a game. But this Vikings defense is allowing 30. Therefore, we are not a Super Bowl contending team at all. Not even an NFC North contending team at this point, the way the Packers and Bears were looking this last season. So we're going to take a look at five steps that I believe will really help this Minnesota Vikings defense. And, of course, 
the biggest thing is just the injuries. I mean, if Danielle Hunter, Michael Pierce, Mike Hughes, Eric Hendricks, who am I missing? Anthony Barr are all going to be back and fully healthy. That will put us one of the best. Not not one of the best. That will that will improve our defense a lot is what I'm trying to say. Okay, so our first step is just bringing back Eric Wilson. I mean, Eric Wilson was, like I said, one of the only two pieces the Vikings defense had. When Eric Hendricks got injured, the only two pieces we had on defense was Harrison Smith and Eric Wilson. Anthony Harris, we didn't really see anything from him out there. We were, I was kind of disappointed what I saw from Anthony Harris. I was not happy what I saw from Afadio Denebo, who was could barely rush the passer. Jalen Holmes, especially, he looked terrible. Shamar Stephan and Jaleel Johnson. I mean, basically our entire defense I just named. I mean, I'm not going to count our rookies in there because they're all rookies and you don't expect a whole lot from them. Eric Wilson in the 2020 season led the team with 122 tackles. He also had three sacks, three interceptions, one forced fumble, one fumble return, and eight pass deflections. So him and Harrison Smith only have, like I said, the only two pieces we had on defense. And if we did not have both of these guys, Vikings would have been ranked 32nd, dead last for the Minnesota Vikings, for all defenses in the NFL. So, number two, we have to trade or cut Anthony Barr. There's no, we can't have Anthony Barr come back for another season. And I know what you're saying. Well, Anthony Barr is a great linebacker. Yes, he is. But look at the value that he holds or that other positions hold rather than what Anthony Barr is giving us. Anthony Barr is expected to make $12.4 million in 2021, which makes him the seventh highest paid linebacker in the NFL, outside linebacker in the NFL. He is not the seventh best outside linebacker in the NFL. From what we saw, I guess we only saw him play one game last year, but what we saw from the 2019 season, he is not the seventh best outside linebacker in the NFL. And you know who's better, who looked better? Eric Wilson had a better season last year than he had in 2019. For that reason, bringing back Eric Wilson, will that will move us a lot of our money to there, and we won't need Anthony Barr. Now, cutting Anthony Barr, it'll only save us about five, seven million in cap space, but it is worth it. You can move that money to defense, maybe sign a veteran. You can move that money to offensive guard, maybe get Joe Thune or Brandon Sheriff. This would be huge for the Minnesota Vikings if we can trade or cut Anthony Barr. Trading would be bigger because if you can trade Anthony Barr and maybe get... I don't know, a sixth round draft pick. I don't care what you get for Anthony Barr. Just get anything for Anthony Barr. Give his contract to another team because it is far too overpaid. Now, he did take a pay cut to play with the Minnesota Vikings. I understand that, and that is why he's a potential out this offseason. He did take a pay cut. But once again, from what we saw this 2019 season, and I guess one game last year, he is not worth the money that we are paying him. And we don't need him in all honesty. If the Vikings can just trade Anthony Barr, this would be huge for the team not having to pay him next year, and we can move that money somewhere else. So the third step, add a vet in free agency. This Vikings defense is one of the youngest in the NFL. The only player over 30 is Harrison Smith. That I, th- I might need to fact check. Someone might need to fact check that. But I do think the only player on the Vikings starting defensive lineup that is over 30 is Harrison Smith. He is the only veteran that we have on this Vikings defense. We need to add a new player. Add someone who can train these young players. For, oh, I guess um, Shamar Stefan. I forgot about Shamar Stefan as well. But Shamar Stefan, he's not even good. He needs to be replaced anyways. But you look at this Vikings defensive line. You look at the secondary. They are all young. Our entire cornerback group is on the rookie contract. You have Cameron Dancer, you have Mike Hughes, you have, oh, Mike Hughes, I guess they gave him another contract too, but still, he's only played with the team for, what, four years now? And then you have uh, Jeff Gladney. All these guys are on the rookie contracts. You need to add a veteran somewhere on the Vikings defense. 
And this would be huge, of course, highlighted by the biggest one, Everson Griffin, who has made it clear that he does want to come back with the team. So if the Vikings can add another player, this would be big for the team. Now, just put him on a one-year contract, of course. Get someone who's underpaid, who you don't have to give a whole lot of money to. But some names to look out for is Everson Griffin, of course, Kareem Jackson, Trent Murphy, and Donick and Sue. Donick and Sue would be expensive. And Andrus and Deho. I, I had to put Andrus and Deho in there because, of course, we don't think Anthony Harris will be coming back with the team. And if we can bring back Andrus and Deho, someone who's played under this Meg Zimmer's uh, defense for some time now, this would be big because you can have him out there with um, Harrison Smith as well. Andrus and Deho, he's, I think he's, yeah, he is going to be a free agent. He did have a one-year deal with the Cleveland Browns. Had a pretty good season with the Browns. But once again, if they can bring back maybe Andrus and Deho or Everson Griffin, two players who have already played with the team and will maybe possibly take a pay cut to come back to Mike Zimmer's offense because they both enjoyed playing with his Vikings defense. This would tremendously improve our team because of how much it would help out these younger guys. Look at what Harrison Smith did for these young second for these young uh, cornerbacks and safeties and all around the board, all these young players that the Minnesota Vikings had. Look what Harrison Smith did for them. We can get another player like that. The Minnesota Vikings pick 14th overall in this year's draft. And yes, offensive guard is the biggest need that the Vikings have. And we have said it multiple times on this podcast. It is the biggest need. But the Minnesota Vikings cannot get an offensive guard at 14th overall, unless if they overdraft a lot. And you'll look back at this draft and just see how much of a miss that really was. All the players that the Minnesota Vikings could have got at the 14th overall pick. So offensive guard may make the biggest impact uh, in 2021, but overall Vikings need to go defense here. They need to go defensive line. Someone who can rush the passer, stop the run, specifically Christian Bormarth. He's the player I'm looking for. Defensive tackle, three-tech out of Alabama. If the Minnesota Vikings can land this guy at 14th, I would be so happy because... In all honesty, we don't even know if Michael Pierce is going to come back. And even if Michael Pierce comes back, he's just a run stopper. And him him teaming up with Christian Barmore would be huge for this Minnesota Vikings defense. There's other players that we can look to, possibly Quiddy Pay, um, uh, defensive end out of Michigan. We can look at Gregory Russo, defensive end out of Miami. These are some names that are expected to go around where the Minnesota Vikings are drafting that they can land a defensive lineman. Maybe Jason Awe, Penn State defensive end. Again, I don't know if the Vikings will be able to get Quiddy Pay. I think he will go in the top 10. But once again, if they can get Christian Barmore at 14th, this would be huge for the team. And him teaming up with Michael Pierce, assuming Michael Pierce doesn't opt out another season, would be big. And also maybe Caleb Farley. He is a cornerback. But once again, if the Vikings can add another cornerback, because we have to expect that Mike Hughes is going to get injured again, this would be huge for the Minnesota Vikings defense. So Vikings need to go defense with the 14th overall pick, is what I'm saying here. Yes, offensive guard is the biggest need. And they need to fill that role in free agency and maybe third somewhere, just not first round. I mean, trading down is a possibility. Vikings don't pick in the second round. And if they can trade down and pick in the second round, that would help us as well. I just think defensive tackle, third te- three tech defensive tackle, maybe a defensive end would be the biggest need and make the biggest impact for this Minnesota Vikings defense. And with the fifth and final step, just focusing on the third and fourth round. The third and fourth round is where I would trust Andre Patterson to take good defensive linemen like he's done in the past. You look at possibly DJ Wanam he took in the fourth round. You look at uh, Daniel Hunter he took in the third round. Andre Patterson we trust to take good defensive linemen and good defense and good defensive players all around the board in these third and fourth rounds and this is where I'm very comfortable with the Vikings drafting more cornerbacks more safeties more defensive linemen all around the board but then again in the third and fourth round is where the Vikings can also be looking to a wide receiver maybe a offensive guard there's other positions that the Vikings can be looking for in these third and fourth rounds but I just trust Minnesota Vikings and Andre Patterson to draft the right guys in the third and fourth round the right defensive guys that can add depth to our defense and 
maybe be starters. I mean, we do need a new starting free agents uh, or a starting free safety, and this would be huge for the Minnesota Vikings team. And so let me know what y'all think. Does this look good? Do you think this is how the Vikings can fix their defense? Because this defense was bottom five in the NFL last year, and this would be huge for the team if... I think this is the right way. Again, a lot of people will disagree with trading away Anthony Barr. They think Anthony Barr adds a lot to the team. But once again, does he add $12.4 million of value to the team? In the first round, everyone is saying, for Minnesota Vikings, everyone's saying they need to go offensive guard. I just don't see it. There's no offensive guards that can possibly be worth a 14th overall pick where the Vikings are picking. Now, yes, there's some tackles that will go top 10, but of course, I don't think those are going to fall out of the top 10 for the Minnesota Vikings to grab. And... Yeah, there's no way they can get these offensive tackles that are going to go in. Like Penny Sewell, he's going to go fourth overall somewhere around there. But like you can dream of them drafting them. You can obviously hope that that's going to happen. But once again, I'll tell you, it's not going to happen. Realistically, the only thing that would make sense 14th overall is for the Minnesota Vikings to go defensive line. Let me know what y'all think. That's going to wrap up episode 83 of Morning Kickoff. I hope you all did enjoy listening to this episode. If you did, be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast for more Minnesota Vikings football-related content. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Morning Kickoff. Have a great day.